Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. You may be asking yourself what Moonwalker Delta 8 is. Moonwalker is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products, an emerging category pushing the boundaries of the cannabis plant. By expertly combining terpenes with complementary flavors, Moonwalker represents the absolute pinnacle of Delta 8 THC products, all engineered for pure bliss and joy. If you have any questions or concerns about the legality of Delta 8, please feel free to visit moonwalker.com backslash pages backslash legal. So you guys like coffee? Well, good, because we partnered up with the best. Blackout Coffee Company is America's best small batch coffee. The true patriotic roasters of Freedom Nectar that lets you stay on your grind all day, every day. Blackout Coffee Company offers signature blends, single-serving coffee pods, and several types of loose teas. You can order those as needed, or you can join a monthly subscription. Head on over to CigarStoreIdiot.com, look for the Blackout Coffee Company link, and make sure you use promo code Rob. W10. That's R O B W10 for some immediate savings. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast. I am Rob, and this is Cigar Store Idiots, and I have with me you, sir, R. Arlo. And back again, uh, behind the behind the scenes, now behind the mic, uh, welcome to the show, you are... Cousin Johnny. Cousin Johnny. Cousin Johnny, everybody. <laughs> Cousin Johnny. Back Gen- in his wheelchair. We, uh, we are trying to figure out, uh, hopefully this week we'll have enough, uh, I don't know, memory card on that camera to get this whole episode in. Last week I kind of dropped the ball. had a, had a few more uh, videos on there than I needed. I had to delete off there. So maybe we can get this thing up and running and uh, finish it out for uh, all you Patreon watchers. So, fellas, what's new with you? What's happening? Living the dream or nightmare? Or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. How about you, there, uh, cousin? Y- cousin Yoni? <laughs> it's somebody's dream. It's it sure as hell ain't mine. But it's wake somebody's me up! Dream. Wake me up! <laughs> yeah. Um, so you went to the Braves game. Went to the Braves game last Friday, and um, this is after they swept the Mets and they shit the bed for a couple of innings. But like the Braves do, man. Find a way to do it. They do. And I will say that's the first time I've been to Truist, and we were in the mid-level. and Great seats. It's awesome. Yeah. It it's really a place to watch it. It is. I mean, family-friendly. There was I bet there was more kids there, and teenage teenagers like – Families feel comfortable enough to drop their kids off at a major league game. Yeah. Not that's, it's a Ted, son. No. 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 <laughs> it's a whole different atmosphere down there. But it was just, you know, everybody, what shocked the shit out of me was the price of beer. Ugh. Dear God. I watched a lady in front of me drink four. Yeah. And she had five kids with her. And they Two probably twins. All, they're probably and she's like whatever. buying stuff. Mm. She's somebody's ex-wife that because there's no way she was <laughs> somebody else is funded by yes that. golly well, yeah it ain't cheap man the concessions are ridiculous and she was drinking domestic and so she, but she was still paying 14 dollars for a 24 ounce and she drank four of them that doesn't count the four hot dogs 
the bag of M&Ms, the bag of cotton candy. Freaking Dippin' Dots. Oh, yeah, they had yeah. it all. Yeah. I was just sitting there amazed. Like I was just watch- I watched her and her family more than I watched it. I was like, how are you paying for so, this? So how many brand new hats got bought or jerseys? That's the thing that kills me. Like yes. Somebody got on camera that said they went to the shop and got it. One of them said just, and the other one said married. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, we're going to wear it like one we time. just got it custom made. That's yeah. it. We're not going to wear that yeah. shit again. Never, never. And I, here's my question. If, if you had that money, can I take this placard off and put my name on it later? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you could just like switch, it was interchangeable with the last it's name. Because it's so. because his name is Justin. Yeah. He just put just. Make sure you put that to the left so I can add an Or hers, hers, she's got a switch out. It says divorced. <laughs> <laughs> But I will say, um, we had a great time. We sat in the sun right as the game began. It wasn't too hot, but just it was. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Now parking, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Don't even talk. Don't yeah. Pay. Well, we parked. We used to park at the DoubleTree, and I think we paid like forty bucks yep, to park. In that's what we paid, and that's where we. Parked. Now listen, I'll tell you. The, I we, went. The, we went to a playoff game a couple of years ago. We ended up doing an Uber okay. and parked at the uh, the uh, town center. Yeah. 20 bucks to get us from there, dropped us off right at the curb. You walk right in, walk right out. And 20 go, bucks? 20 bucks to get there. I paid, we went to the sold out weekend game. Uh, who was it? Uh, they played here recently. They got beat. I can't remember. Anyways, they had a lot of sellouts this year. Um, paid 100 bucks to park because I said, because the people we went with actually had parking passes. And I was like, if y'all want me to put, like walk, like, no, man, I'll get there in the sixth inning if we have to park this far away. I ain't doing it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get us a little closer, and I thought I'd pay like sixty bucks, maybe a hundred bucks to park. And then Brittany's looking at me like I lost my mind. I was like, "Well, I'll either there get me a wheelchair, I'll let y'all out, and y'all can walk, and I'll I'll be waiting <laughs> waiting when y'all get there." So no, so yeah, I love going to the ball games. Like uh, that's my thing, man. I love it. So. I will say this, and I was talking to the two people I went with, um, and we all agreed if you were single in Atlanta, I would be down there. During away games because the battery's still open. Oh yeah, yeah. And drinks are cheaper. Yeah. That sports bar when we left the game, that sports bar explodes. I mean, it's full. Dude, there was full probably seventy five people in line. Yeah, just to get in. I know. It's, I think it's funny. Like when you go down too, and if you haven't been to a Braves game yet, like if you go down to the battery and you think, oh, we'll go down there and eat, and then we'll go to the game. Well, let me tell you something. If the game's at seven o'clock, you better get there in line. At, you better put your name on a list at ten thirty. Because you ain't getting in anywhere to eat if you try to go down there at five. We it's got not even going to um, hybrid Latino, Mexican, Cuban restaurant. Oh, yeah, that's good. And But we got right in, ordered. Buddy of mine paid $12 for a 12-ounce margarita. Oof. I paid three fifty for a fucking Coke, so. Well, <laughs> I mean, you got to have something to drink. So. And four fifty for bottled damn water. Yeah. four fifty yeah. for Dasani. Yeah. That's the worst one. Can too. I just get an empty bottle and just go to the bathroom and fill it up? In the it's sink? the same thing. <laughs> it's, it's the same exact thing. So. You know it's all it is. Yeah. I mean, this song is terrible. I'm passing along there. Thank you, sir. Um, I, Yeah, sure. Got it. <laughs> yeah, why not? So, um, we did the, the last episode we did, uh, we, we got a little. Uh, we got a little pushback, but Not we got more love. We got we a got. lot of love on it. We did. Just because I <clears throat> felt like we did uh, respectfully. We're fair. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were. Uh, one thing that I will say, I I did get a message from a mutual listener of both podcasts, and uh, he said, "Is she up for parole or is she done?" And I was like, "Well, she got a twenty year sentence, so basically she's about to get out time served." Yeah. So that was one thing we kind of screwed the pooch on. So, and also too, I I I I was reminded someone had messaged me and told me, um, you know, we were talking about with him changing clothes. Where did he change clothes? Where did he have time? He actually went to the Rome Health Spa and oh, changed did his he? clothes. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a place. That's the place he had went in to change his clothes. So. Well, somebody told me, or I saw a message. I don't know where it was at. Somebody said that um, maybe you sent it to me. That his mom and dad showed up at the emergency room with him? Yes. I did not see that. Nobody sent that to no, me. No, but that's a fact. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Odd. 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 It's an odd situation. So. But anyway. But anyways, yeah. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening to that. And uh, and the thing is, uh, we did get some love at the end of the Facebook thread. And like the l- young lady said, and I apologize, I didn't remember her name. Is that Lauren Dowdy? I don't know. Yeah, um, I think so. Thank you, Lauren Dowdy. She said that um, just there's other podcasts out there that are not from this area that yes. would cover this and throw Rome under the bus. And at least this <clears throat> podcast is hometown. And we're from the area and we we knew the players and we we did try to keep it respectful. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, and I think she's also the same one that said, you know, anytime a case is brought up, family's going to be upset because it's never going to be told in the light that they want. And like we said at the end of the episode, most of the things that we're going to cover, we're just trying to draw attention to the fact of this case that we're covering. It's not that we no malice, no ill sure. intent or anything like that. It was just strictly informational only. And I, th- I really do think we we kept it. On the up and up. I think so. I think so. So, which that gave us an idea, too, that we, uh, since we got so much feedback on that and uh, we, we got a lot more listeners from that episode, what we'll do is uh, Arlo and I had talked and uh, we'll we'll feed Cousin Johnny into this thing and we'll be doing a Black Widow series. So, uh, unfortunately, there are way too many stories way too many. that run parallel with that one. I mean, a lot of them. And there's actually a lady that was in Lafayette who was uh poisoning she was she was married to I believe a uh yeah. a fire a guy a firefighter who died and then a police officer who died and then she was married again and somebody was starting getting real sick and they found out that she was using antifreeze to kill these guys and they had zoomed to the bodies and they had crystals in their in their veins like uh, in their bloodline so it's the south dorothea puente yeah yeah so so we'll i mean we're gonna start covering some stuff like that too and uh it, we're not gonna always try to keep it heavy with the episodes but uh i mean you guys like it and uh we do too so we're, we're not shy away from it we'll, we'll kind of continue on with it so for the people by the people for the people by the people uh and uh before we get any deeper into tonight's episode uh let me get on this on today's what the florida florida man was arrested friday after police said he attacked a woman with a machete while wearing nothing but a cowboy hat well there you go um just can't have a good time anymore that keeps everything from getting in the way when you're swinging i guess it really does uh <laughs> I mean, the shirt's definitely not going to impede the swing, so. 
WPLG reported uh, that an arrest report from Miami-Dade police said that uh, Roberto Hercules... Hello. Hercules, 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 45 years old, attacked a woman Tuesday while she rode her bicycle. Uh, police said he asked her for a crack pipe. And Is it she, Felicia? And she said... <laughs> She said, if she I, was in her bra and panties riding a bicycle, I know where she came from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we might know somebody. Uh, she said she didn't have one and it upset her. Those are in my other pants. And uh, so he chased her with a machete. Uh, after the woman tried to jump off her bike and run away, Hercules struck her with a weapon multiple times in the head, her forearm, and uh, into her shoulder. Now, hang on a minute. She rides by on a bike, and he's just randomly walking around outside naked? Well, he's on crack. Oh. So I <laughs> took a wide berth. No, I ain't got one. No. Yeah. Well, no. Um, Serpentine? On, <laughs> on Friday, officers found Hercules asleep in a tent. Still naked, alongside two cowboy hats. So I wonder which one he used during his uh, offense. I wonder if it was uh, the red sparkly one he got. I wonder if the mosquitoes are out yet. <sighs> are those are those picky pock marks, or <laughs> is that mosquito bites? Uh, he was identified by the victim uh, in a photo lineup done at her hospital bed. According to police, she suffered a fractured skull, a brain bleed, a broken arm, and a large cut to her left hand. Um... God. He's been charged with attempted murder, attempted robbery, and aggravated battery with a weapon. No details on a bond I'm, hearing. That's probably because there's not one. There's, <laughs> as, as we go into that part where you get the, the public offender or offender <laughs> defender, they're calling, calling, and he's like, uh, no, no, I'm not there. Don't answer that. No, 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 I'm not taking this one. It's your turn. <laughs> nope. 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 I'm on vacation. Yeah, yeah. It's not happening. So, um, But, yeah, there we go. What the Florida dude uh Naked cowboy, hat, naked guys in cowboy hats is uh, and machetes. It's a recipe for disaster. What's up here lately with machetes, man? There was a guy in New York City, and then there was a New York City. There was a professor that pulled one out in the, in college. That's the one where they went to her uh, went to her apartment, and she answers the door and puts it to the yeah. reporter's throat. throat. Yeah. What? Yes. I didn't see that one. But guns kill people. Oh, it's dangerous. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, uh, potassium is poison. If you eat too many bananas, make you real sick. Well, they say if you get stung by one of them uh, Japanese hornets, your pee pee grows. Really? If you get stung on your pee pee. Yeah. You know where any hives are? Nope. Yeah. Just guess. Just asking. So, um, just for a friend. So, <laughs> yeah. Doc, can we do anything about the pain? I need the yeah. swelling to stop. What is that like yeah. on Facebook? I'm looking for a one bedroom apartment, one bath apartment, uh, just asking for a friend. You see that a lot. What about all those other scams too? Where you got uh, what is it? The uh, the apartments real cheap, that are, are houses that are real cheap for rent, and all the dogs that people find that went missing. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The scams that's all over Facebook. I think what it is is the people that's got them apartments real cheap left their animals behind, and so they're it's, it's a thing. That. It's all together. They're all scamming together. So, uh, well, tonight's episode, we we kind of. We, we went over this, and we wanted to talk about the Long Island serial killer who is still on the loose, still on the loose. And kind of some of the stuff that we ran across, uh, maybe it was more than one person. Maybe it was one per- more than one person out there. There's been some updates uh, within the last couple of years. There, It's still a active – I will say it, it is still an active case. Um, there's some fuckery afoot. In the initial investigation. As um, always, there's one cop who's not complying. 
Um, the bad thing is I just, it irks me that we, we think that just because someone has to make a living by means that you are not accustomed to, that they are less human. Right. You don't know what you would do in that situation. To keep the lights on. That's so. exactly right. When we talk, and then this whole thing kicked off when uh, you had Shannon Gilbert uh, had called nine one one and uh, reported that she was she was trying to get the police to help her. She was trying to get them. Of course, I don't think they pinged phones in. I think that was a whole different process at that time. No, and that's one of the things I'll go into when I talked about her is they talk about how even when her phone call came in, they routed it to a different district. Yeah, a different police. District. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And back, if I'm not mistaken. Where she was at, it's kind of one of those overlapping jurisdiction situations. Right. So they take, you've got a, a sheriff's department, and then you've got like a, a county police that. Not Rome and Somerville. Yeah, and then you've got kind of like Canton. I went through that one time. That was not fun. <laughs> like Canton has a state patrol barracks. And it may now, um, it may be different, but about the time this was going on, um, that state patrol barracks closed at nine. Yeah. I mean, and so you just had, you know, Cherokee County and um, Canton City police patrolling everything. So it may have been one of those situations. I'm not taking up for the p- police because they shit the bed on a lot of things in this one. But, yeah, uh, December of 2010 in Gilgo Beach. It's pretty chilly. Yeah. Not real warm up there. No. So, Shannon Gilbert, Cousin John, what you got? All right. Well, Shannon Gilbert was born on October the 24th of 1986 in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, but she grew up outside of that in Ellenville. She uh, actually was approximately 24 and 2010 when she passed away. Her mom was Marie Gilbert. Uh, She was classified as being an activist at the time of her birth, but the name of her father and his profession was not listed. As a kid, she was categorized for being very spoilt, and quite naughty. Oh. Uh, you know, surprise. She was raised by her parents, along with three sisters, Sarah, Sherry, and Stevie. I believe I got those names right. Shannon was actually placed in foster care, though, at the age of seven. She spent the next several years shifting between these different foster homes and her mom's place. Uh, and then she was also diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the age of 12. And that's always... A deadly combination. And I can go ahead, I'll go ahead and say this, and it's not even, I, I would make an assumption that she probably was molested at a very young oh, yeah. age. Well, the fact that she bounced between all these homes yeah. and she's trying to figure out where she wants to be. And she ends up being a has. sex worker. I mean, yeah. Yeah. she was exposed to something that early. Right, age. right. Yep. She had two choices, probably either be a black widow mm-hmm. or yep. what she turned to. So, yeah. And, we're, and no judgment. We're just, oh, yeah. Well, you're a product thing, of your environment. Me and Arlo have seen it being in education. You yep. see too many times that these kids, once you realize what's going on and you talk to their family and you see them in a different light, you realize, shit, no wonder they're, they're the way they are. Right. No surprise. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, her mom, Marie, was viewed as an absentee parent. Well, no shit, that's obvious. Uh, she was not very interested in school in high school, so it states that she was very, very bright and she graduated at the age of 16. However... Other records said that she did not graduate, so I think it's one of those situations she probably just dropped out, got her GED, uh, but that's speculation. Uh, However, she definitely turned the page in her studies, and at the time of her death, she was actually trying to take some online courses in communication. 
She wanted more for her life. That's one of the things that one of her sisters said when she was interviewed about how this was, you know, her being a sex worker was just something almost like she did out of necessity. She had she had aspirations and things that she wanted to do. And I've always said, and I and I, I mean no disrespect by this, and I'm dead serious when I say this. If I knew what I knew now, and I was a female, <laughs> I would have been a stripper at 18. You'd have ruled the world. Just the... Even if it was one of those that you get in free with your CDLs, you're going to pay. You don't have any student loans. And knowing what I know now by the whole OnlyFans thing, where there's nothing private anymore, everybody's sharing pictures. I've, I got I got a theory you about it. You just grew up in the wrong generation. Look, what you're saying. I, I've got a theory about the OnlyFans and I, thing. Identify as a male. How many... <laughs> How many? Um, oh I got boy. a small wee wee. We got to talk about the White House Just on got another out of the episode and all that mess, but sure. we will get to that on a, a later date. But well, I have, well, it was cold up there, y'all. I have a theory. I do have a theory on OnlyFans. How many? And we go back to the last episode we was on. Okay, uh, we go to the previous one with Judith and Neely. Uh, we go to that whole era. Do you think if those women had an outlet to make money on an OnlyFans type uh, platform? Would they have committed murders, or they would be able to um, feed whatever naughty notion they had and earn money to keep them from causing other people harm? That's a good point. I mean, because it's a sexual deviance, but the thing, what's the, there's a, a saying that if, Something, it's not Occam's razor, but it's something similar. If you can think of it, there's a category for it on. Oh, yeah, yeah. If there's, yeah, if there's something, if you, if you can think about it, somebody's made, somebody's one. made one. There's a, yeah, there's a thing. I can't remember it. what they say, but they're like, just type it in. Like, just, and, and sure enough, it would, you know, there's a fetish for it. Right. Yeah. So, with that said, I think you're onto something. Yeah. I really think, I honest to God, think that if there was a platform like that, if there wasn't one today, you'd probably hear more, more. about female murders. Oh, for sure. Murderers, not murders, but murderers, which this case is not, but, no, but it could have, it could, it could have been. Yeah. You know, it could have been. So, all right. Well, after high school, Miss uh, Shannon, she bounced between jobs uh, before a friend of hers actually gave her the idea of being an online escort. Through Craigslist, I told you you can get anything on Craigslist. Now, yeah. did she use yeah. Backpage? They just said Craigslist. Yeah, they didn't go into Craigslist. Detail. Okay, yeah, Craigslist. Yeah. yeah. Um, at this point, she actually was living in New Jersey with her boyfriend, but sex work obviously was not what she truly wanted in her life. It was a means to an end to follow her dream of being a singer and a writer someday, maybe even an actress, which goes back to those courses in communication. She was regarded as having a beautiful singing voice. She was very talented. Uh, which, again, is why she was pursuing those courses and trying to kind of change her life, using that to be able to pay for it. Again. Um, and, and, I mean, let's be honest. Like, you, you sit there and you talk about the fact she was 16, she got out of high school. We see kids all the time that lose interest in the bullshit grind of school every day. Sure. Every day. I was one of them. I, I definitely was one of them. So I got one so at home right now. Yeah. I mean, it's no surprise that I she had was one. bored in school. Yeah. My, my kid's super intelligent, smart as can be. He just was like, I'm not going to college. I'm sick of it. Meeting the job. That's what mine's doing. I was like, fair enough, buddy. Do your thing. And my thing is, and I told him, I was like, if you go and you give it, I said, you got to give it three years. But if you go and you give it three years, you're like, man, this just shit, this shit ain't for me. I'm yeah. going to go back to school. Yeah. You've made a bunch of money. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You got, absolutely. That's and you absolutely. still can go back and get the financial aid you need yeah. to be able to pay to go through school. Right. 
if not anything, you may get more. Right. So. Well, did it say when she was diagnosed with bipolarism? She, she was, was at 12, age 12. 12. So I guarantee you there's, and like he said, in education, we see, hell, I co-taught with a lady that was bipolar. The manic episodes, and she was, she medicated regularly, but that that's the thing. I guarantee you with her situation, her environment, that medication was not a daily thing. Nor, no, nor is it, no, it wasn't near what it is today. And if you know, if you know, no, anybody, in 2010, hell, it was just ba- barely new. Sure. Well, that barely was, heard about that was it. still taboo for you to talk about it. Yeah. That's what you like. You know, how'd you crazy, honey? The you know, yeah. company coming over. I mean, and if you think about it too, like uh, anybody that's on any type of medication for that specific thing, um, if you, if you don't take it regularly, you might as well not take it at all. Mm-mm. Cause it's, it's, it can actually make it worse, like make it worse. So, yeah. All right. Well, jumping into her disappearance, <clears throat> Shannon disappeared on May 1st of 2010 after meeting a client in Oak Beach, Long Island. She was traveling with her driver and bodyguard, Michael Pock, to visit a first-time client, Mr. Joseph Brewer. Here is where I honestly kind of get pissed in how this case was handled. I'm just going to go ahead and set the tab- table for that. Um, the police kind of dismissed her missing uh, with based on her being classified as being bipolar, uh, her being a sex worker. Right. And for some reason, you lose sight of the fact that this is somebody's daughter. This is somebody's just, it's a damn human being. Why is it we look and think that they're less worthy or worth less than us just because we don't agree with what profession they chose? But anyways, that was one thing that pissed me off going into this. Um, but... And I even wrote down in my notes, I put, what the fuck? Like, I mean, you're just I'm, trying to figure like, how yeah. do you look at some? I mean, that's the only thing you can say. Yeah. There's, how can you just dismiss somebody as being like, ah, well, you know, they're a little crazy. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with habitual drug addicts. If, if they go on a bender, I'd say 75% of the time, a family member reports them missing. Well, you know, she's been arrested or he's been arrested for drugs. They'll show up. No, yeah. you've just pissed away the first 24 hours, and now we're behind the eight ball. Yeah. So you keep telling us that's the most critical time, but yet yeah. you dismiss it if I'm, I may have a drug problem. Yeah. So, And what's really sad to this, and that's one of the things that we were talking about before we got started, you know, is the fact that two days go by before uh, her mom and her sisters were able to file the missing persons report uh, because at that time, even the boyfriend had kind of drug his feet, I guess, with her profession, everything else going on. And so he finally contacted him and said, look, she hadn't come home. Uh, when no news was reported, the Gilberts loaded up and drove 140 miles from their home in upstate New York to Oak Beach to look for Shannon themselves. At this point, you're looking at eight days lapsed from the time that she had disappeared uh, to the two days where, you know, she hadn't come home. They she filed could be in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no telling. Like, there's, And nobody was taking it serious. Uh, and so what's really, really sad is the family gets there and starts interviewing over a dozen witnesses. And a lot of this timeline that I found was based on what they were able to discover, which again is shitty, uh, just to say the least. But anyway, Shannon and Michael Pock, her driver and bodyguard left New York city after midnight, headed to Joseph Brewer's place on Oak beach. He had found her via Craigslist. So she arrived at his house around 2 a.m. She was at this house from 2 until about 4.51 approximately because at this point, that's when she started to panic and made a call to 911. Let me just point out, 2 hours and 51 minutes? Like, I'm just thinking, like, 10 minutes 
should cover what I need to get done. I'm two hours and what? Like, that's two hours and 51 yeah, minutes. Yeah, so it's how about, three how about, hours. Like, how many, 10 hours? How about two like, minutes and 51 seconds? <laughs> 10 minutes is going to cover undressed, fun, cuddling, True. eating. Yeah. Okay, let me get dressed. I'm going to go home. Yeah, yeah. Shower. Maybe you ain't got time for a well, shower. I won't shave, but I'll shower. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Three hours, man. Three hours. That's like, impressive. Yeah. Three hours later. And, you, and if you listen to the 911 call, she sounds, uh, she sounds like she's impaired. Like there's, there's either some alcohol or some drugs involved. Uh, I, to me, she sounds a lot like she is drugged. Like drug drugs, right? Well, I like think that's she a big thing. Yep. She, she definitely ain't somebody that's done some cocaine. I'm gonna tell you that right well, now. That's what her sister was saying. They were saying something happened, just absolutely awful in the house that yeah. completely terrified her. So the that point she would, that yeah. she was like, "Holy shit! Yeah, I got to get out! Yeah. Like I've got to get out of here!" She was in a full on panic mode. They brought, they barefoot, brought out the black hoods and the sheep masks. And she left. She 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 left. She was barefoot. Yeah. And the other thing too is, uh, you can when you hear her. You when you listen to that nine one one call and you can actually you can if you want to listen to it on YouTube you can find it and look it up. Uh, actually, if you go to gilgocase.com. dot com, yep, it's on there as well. She um, you can tell she's hiding the phone from uh, whoever it is. from yeah she the, the, from the guy who drove yeah the guy who drove and the damn nine one one operator is like not just totally clueless. Hello, are you there? Hello, hello, where are you? And she's like, somebody come and get me. Somebody help me. Yeah, and that, somebody find me. And that's what she did. She keeps yelling. Someone's after me. Someone's yeah, after me. They're yeah. trying to kill me. And yeah. even on the tapes, like you can hear two specific voices that were later identified to yes. be the client. Yep. and the driver. And, but you can hear other people talking in the background. Yeah. There's there's more than two people. Uh, two two. She's there. The two guys that we've identified on the. And then there's other people in the background talking. Well, wow. when it when it really took off is they said that you heard Brewer start yelling at her, saying, "Get the hell out of my house! Leave my house!" Apparently, something like that. And I guess at that point he had tried to touch her, grab her, something like that, and she fucking lost it. Mm-hmm. And she just started screaming. Yeah, she started screaming, and she was in a full on panic. And she couldn't even, because of that, she couldn't tell 911 where she was. They kept asking, just like you said, where are you? Where are you? But, and she kept saying, someone's after me. Someone's after me. And then she kept ignoring those requests. And that's what's bad is somebody, somebody said she didn't sound very coherent and she wasn't very rational. But, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, at that point in time, whether you've been roofied or not, she may have you seen sound, something. Well, I mean, wouldn't you sound pretty damn panicked yeah. yourself if yeah. you're like, and what, yet, what did I just see? What this, did I just experience? And the sad part about it is, too, when she ran out, she knocked on multiple multiple people's doors. Mm-hmm. Multiple doors. And no no help. Nobody. nobody. Well, and that's one of the ones What sad. Is I, got, I got one guy in here when I was looking at it. She ran out. And, and again, one of the guys that's listed, this is the former chief of detectives, uh, Dominic Verone. He heard the calls, and he talked about how uh, he thought she was in some sort of psychotic state or drug-induced stupor. What bothers me is the first fucking place he goes is to say she's in a psychotic state. Yeah. But it doesn't fu- matter. You're still 10 13 or Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still It's still a, a serious matter. You it still, still has to be handled. Th- you 10 yeah. 13 her. If you think that's what it is, you 10 13 her and you give her the booty juice. Yeah. Knock her it. the fuck out and get her to an, a hospital. Right, right. Well, the first place that she went when she took off running, and again, Rob talked about it. I mean, this this 911 call goes on for like 22 minutes. Uh, but she takes off from Brewer's house, runs to the next-door neighbor, which is Gus Coletti, who is a retired insurance fraud investigator and a resident 
of Oak Beach for over 30 years. He stated he was, it was close to 5 o'clock in the morning. He's in the bathroom shaving. He hears screaming and banging at the door. It was Shannon. She was yelling, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. He asked her what was wrong, and she just kept repeating, help me, help me. And again, this is where Detective Veron comes in and verifies that this is also on the tape, so again, you guys can hear it. So you hear this entire conversation. And Coletti then calls the police from his own phone, trying to get her to come in, sit down, try to calm down. And he even tells her, hey, she's in a full frantic state, uh, but just come in, sit down. And she literally just for a second goes quiet and looks at him and just freaks the fuck out and takes off running again out the door. Yeah, yeah. And so at that point, he steps out the door and looks over, and he sees that she's kind of hiding underneath his boat. But he also looks over and sees the black SUV that's got her bodyguard in it. But the problem was Michael Pock would only ease up a little bit, then stop. Ease up a little bit, then stop. And so that's one of the things that he said was crazy weird is he's like, all right. So it's like she's avoiding it. She sees him kind of creeping. Then all of a sudden, she bolts and takes off. And that's where they they say that uh, Coletti was talking about it. He <laughs> They said, do you think that the investigator asked, do you think she was afraid of Michael Pock? And Coletti said, I don't know who she was afraid of, but she was obviously afraid of somebody. Yeah, she was terrified. She was terrified. She was terrified. Terrified. And so he said that uh, he sees that, that she runs over to Barbara Brennan's house. Again, just verifying what you said, Rob, about how she had hit just neighbors and trying to do everything she could. And at this point, Verone says, well, we know she's alive at this point because she's banging on people's doors. Well, no shit, man. Yeah. Like, is this what you're, this is your crack detective skills? Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. still breathing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I, going back to Coletti, I had forgotten he tried to do the right thing. He did. Um, in that situation, when she goes quiet, that I mean, that leads you to believe she's off her meds and it is, she's totally in a bipolar Or she's episode. high as a kite. Like, she may be high as a kite. Well, the thing is, he went On top in, of being bipolar. He talked about how her, it, when he looked at her eyes, he said something else was going on. This wasn't just a psychotic breakdown oh, or, so or she something was, like that. He said okay. she was not... Something else was there. It's there like was nothing she, behind the eyes. Hard for her to even focus on him. Nothing, yeah. Like you said, nothing yeah. behind the eyes. Um, all right. So that was, let's see, at that point, I think it was like 521 when she ran over to this other neighbor's house trying to do something. Uh, so when the police arrive at 540, okay, Shannon is nowhere to be found. Neither is Pac. They just assume she left with whom was in the SUV and she's just gone. That's what Detective Verone says. He does state that the responding officers did not know about the 22-minute 911 call. How? Exactly. There's no way they didn't know. But here's what's fucked up. And the excuse that they try to use is that her call was transferred to the New York State Police when they couldn't get her to tell them where she was. And here's what's really shitty. Let's even fast forward further. It took over a damn month for them to connect Shannon's desperate call to a missing persons report filed in New Jersey by her family. Right. A fucking month. There's no way. There's her, no way that they didn't know. They didn't know about it. And her family's pounding the pavement the whole time. Yeah. They're the ones that found all this. Yeah. They're the ones that were able to bring they all this They uncovered all this, yeah, yeah. If they hadn't have been diligent, came down and started working and immediately... Scorched earth. Never would, yeah. It would have been, everything would have just been turned over. Nothing, nothing, nothing left. So taking a short term leave from my job and somebody's going to tow them ass with yeah. this situation. If you take a look, let's, let's just be honest. Yeah, that whole and if you take a look at Gilgo Beach, I mean, this is some this was some rich ass people. That's, that I mean, neighborhood houses are is, like yeah multi million dollar houses on this strip beach, multi million. So 
What about very influential people uh, living in that area? One of the neighbors was suspect-ish with his timeline, and I can't remember who. Was he a doctor or a lawyer? Or? That's the one that we were discussing before we got started. It was the doctor. And he kind of lawyered up, went quiet when they started investigating it. There's something rotten there. Yeah. I, you just don't go out and, I mean, lawyers are very expensive. So you just don't go out and hire a lawyer if you don't have a reason to hire a lawyer. And I, and we do say on ours, anytime police bring you in for questioning, the only answer you say is lawyer. Mm-hmm. Lawyer. Lawyer. Now, if they are just conducting interviews house to house and you're like, mm, I'm going to have to contact my lawyer. Well, okay. Then you you just moved your you, ass up. You're on the list. Yeah. yeah, you're in the top ten, baby. Yeah, top ten already. So, so <clears throat> I I just the whole thing that that I can't get past is how we just dismiss it. It's just these detectives and everybody else involved is just like, oh, well, you know, she's going. I mean, she must have went home with him. Like, she was terrified of what was going yeah. on. And if he was really concerned about her, wouldn't you stay? Like, wouldn't you stay and wait on the police to get there and be like, hey, look, yes. here's what's going on. I've got her. She's safe. We're good. Or better yet, her ass ran into the woods and I don't know where she went, but I'm staying to let you know. I what I, I wish that I could find how the hell they cleared Brewer and Pot. What I believe, I don't believe they knew she had her cell phone on. I don't believe either one of them knew she had a cell phone. I think she had that concealed somewhere because they would have took it away from her. Yeah. They would have destroyed it. Well, that goes back to what you said about the 911 call. It was muffled. Yeah. It wasn't like it yeah. was straight to her mouth. Right. Right. Well, in December of 2010, while authorities are searching for Shannon, they discover a body near Gilgo Beach off Ocean Parkway. This victim would be identified as 24-year-old Melissa Bartholomew. Then two days later, the bodies of three more women are found. Amber Lynn Costello, 27, Megan Waterman, 22, and Maureen Brainerd Barnes, 25. These four women have been called the Gilgo Beach Four. They're approximately 500 feet from each other. Yes, and it is the way you can look this up when and there's art or news footage. It is literally just pull your car up, three or four car lengths, dig another hole. Yep. But what's crazy is you sit there and you talk about, when they talk about Shannon trying to say that she wasn't killed, she just wandered off on her own. Oh, okay. So she just happened to run directly into a marsh. In December. In December. Barefoot. Barefoot. Oh, by the way, exactly where four other bodies are buried. Yeah. Like, that's that what the fuck moment you want to look at the detection and be like, look, you need to explain something to me. Yeah, none of this makes sense. Somebody's leaving this room. With their ass whipped, and I may catch charges, but you're going to catch these hands. <laughs> <laughs> Three months later, in March of 2011, the partial remains of a 20-year-old woman named Jessica Taylor were found near Gilgo Beach. Part of Taylor's body had been discovered eight years earlier and 40 miles away from Menorville, New York. I'm talking eight years. Eight, eight years. years. Now, just a few days later, three more sets of human remains were discovered along Ocean Parkway. The first was a 24-year-old woman named Valerie Mack, whose partial remains had also been found in Menorville years earlier. There was an unidentified toddler found near Mack. And then two miles west, police discovered the skeletal remains of an unidentified Asian person believed to be 17 to 23 years old. And that's the outlier because he's male. 
But he was uh, transgender, correct? Yes, I believe so. Yes. Now, a week later, in April of 2011, two more sets of partial remains were found along Ocean Parkway. The first was a woman who is believed to be the mother of the toddler mm-hmm. found the week before. Part of her body had been previously discovered in Hempstead Lake State Park in 1997. So this, we're going way back, way back. And then the second was the skull of a woman who was linked to remains found on Fire Island in 1996. She was the one that had the peaches tattoos, right? That's what I was looking at. So the update is you've got on May 5th of 2022, Suffolk County Police released additional information on the Gilgo 4 victims. Then you go to May 13th, they have a press conference. Yeah, they have a press conference to release Shannon's 911 call and a video explaining the circumstances around the call, which there's no way you can explain that. And then on October 7th of 2022, the FBI was seeking information on Elijah Howard, Howell, Howard, Mr. Howard passed away in Alabama in 1963 and is presumably connected to peaches and her daughter. So that's why I said they're still looking for, um, or th- this case is still active. Right. Now, the Peaches lady, she, there was another one called, that's unidentified. They, she's got a cherries tattoo. Right. Yep. Yep. But you've got, um, they're calling her Jane Doe number three is Peaches and it's because she has a, a, a peach it's tattoo like a peach on there. But yeah. she's a young African American female. She was found near Lakeview, New York. Um, they would discover more of her remains inside a plastic bag near Jones Beach State Park. That's who they think is the mother of the the, the toddler, child. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the toddler could be anywhere from 16 to 24 months old, but they know nothing. They don't know color or anything. Yeah. My theory on that is he picked, he picked this girl up with her kid. Yes. Almost yeah. like if... You've ever done the um, the real famous one that Book Holtz has helped try to solve out in California? Zodiac. Um, the Zodiac. If you ever research the Zodiac, there's a lady that gets picked up because she had a flat tire, and she swears to God it was a Zodiac killer that picked her up, and somehow she was able to get out, jump out of a moving car because she thought that was going on. So I guarantee you that's probably what happened. And it was just... Just coincidence, he's giving her a ride with her baby, and right. then he ends up like he kills both of them. So yeah, and then the cherry uh, lady, which is Jane Doe number seven, they recover some of her remains near Tobe Beach in 2011, and then they link those to the other remains in '96. You're talking about. Here's why I think this is not just one person. Sure, I'm I'm right there with you, a hundred percent. I think you got the Gilgo Beach Four and Shannon Gilbert. I think who, they were the I'm tail. They're the tail end of what was started back in 1996. But, <clears throat> I don't know. I think the 96. I think your previous victims that they find partial. I think that is a different mo because he's moot or she. Well, let's just say he because hell, it's a woman's not going to no, dig holes like that. Fuck no. them. So I, <laughs> the it's facts. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. 
I'm not being misogynistic either. Yeah. They'll just poison your ass and let you die yeah. somewhere. Antifreeze. Yeah. In your Kool-Aid. So. Just can't have a good time anymore. No. If you have and got, this is why the FBI is probably listening. But the problem is you don't scatter remains and then you bury full bodies within 500 feet of each other. Those are two different entities. And so you've got. I think you've got this going on, and I think that killer either gets arrested and he's off the map, and then someone else comes in behind him. And Gilgo Beach, where they find it, y'all, it is just shit. Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy, like, stroll in there. To, no. To, yeah. But is this one of those situations where you got somebody that's like a copycat, or is this some guys that maybe knew each other that are like, you know, continuing what had started? Maybe let me put my spin on it. Well, and, and I think that goes back to. Say you've got a, a dynamic duo of, like, the D.C. sniper. So if Muhammad is arrested, the kid's going to keep go, do, going on if he's not done. Right. So it could be one of those situations where the master gets locked up on some bullshit charges, and then his protege decides he's going to take his own spin on it. What was the movie, the serial killer movie, that, that was two guys killing women and they were looking for one was it was it the bone collector i don't remember it might have been been. one yeah i can't remember anyways they they were going after one guy but then they found out it was two guys working together two rich guys you're on on an island with rich people i mean well my thing i I mean i get bored a lot of times and by no means am i rich i never wake up and go you know what i I want to dismember somebody. somebody and put them in a burlap sack and i want i want to go out into a marsh in I'm sure freezing cold not, weather. I'm not going to create more work for myself in the no, process. No, if you're looking for me, I'm 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 curled up on the couch watching a Braves game or something. I ain't trying to commit a murder. No. God. So you've got I'm all these... I'm too lazy to hide a body. You've got all these <laughs> That's previous... That's facts. Amen. You've got these previous victims, and then you've got the Gilgo Beach Four, which I think are directly related. I think Shannon could be an outlier. I think she's... Whoever put her there either see this is where i I flip sides they either knew that there was other bodies there or they were fucking totally clueless and just put her out there yeah and how bad would you shit the bed when you go out there to dig a hole to get rid of her and be like oh fuck i just found another body and you know you go like i mean the mafia is notorious for hiding bodies and burying bodies not women though i mean this this i mean no there's a guy women oh yeah they will but there's a guy on tiktok Instagram reels and he's an old school mafia guy and he's in a tracksuit, big old shaded sunglasses. I love that. Those interviews are, he goes, look, if you touch a woman, a child, then I'm going to visit you and we're going to have a conversation. You're not going to like it. You probably ain't going to hear nothing. You're just going to feel something pressing against the back of your head. And so I hate to say this, but hell, at least the mafia had some kind of honor code, you know, some kids, kids were off. Most for the most part, kids were off limits. Yeah, but Lucky Luciano was pretty brutal. He yeah, killed everybody. True. Somebody snapped his ass. Yes, <laughs> he wore the ring of Lucifer on his pinky. <gasps> Tried to sell it at Pawn Stars. Rick said, "I'm gonna need to get my expert down here to take a look at it. Do you mind?" <laughs> it was a real ring. But I, I, I'm with you. I, is it is it two coincidental burying grounds for two different serial killers, or do we just got a guy that got smarter or dumber? 
on on his way. I don't know, man. See, and then this is the whole. Did he the, did he move to Texas? Oh hell! I mean, but I mean, do you get more lazy as more bodies come along? At first, you're like really particular about how you're trying to get rid of it. Well, usually, of it. usually, first part you're sloppy. The yeah, first, you, you, you get you better. Hone, yeah, you get better. You most serial it. killers hone their craft. Yeah. Maybe but, I'm just the one that thinks I get lazy as I keep doing the same task over and over. I definitely do that. Yeah. The yeah. other one, the other train of thought on that is it's going to ramp up. You have this it's ramp a manic up. high to, to, to and murder. They, because when you first start, you act on an urge, and then you're remorseful, and it may be a year, two years, whatever. And then that itch comes, and that um, somebody said it was like a dark, their dark friend. Oh, even Bundy would go back yeah. and visit visit the dead body, the dark passenger. Just lock off. Yeah, that's what yeah. he did, yeah. And then that itch starts again. And so you scratch it, but the, the cool-off period between Gets two and three. And, and that starting, window closes. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're into this. you got to do it every day. Yeah. So that's what leads me to believe that whoever it is is locked up. Yeah, and you got something. You can some go, bullshit charge. Well, you can go back and look at uh, the probably Green, marijuana. Green River Killer. I mean, yeah, oh yeah. This is this is like I mean, it runs parallel with the Green River Killer. I mean, and, and he would go back and visit visit. He his, would take his fucking kids. Yeah, yeah. Leave them in the goddamn yeah, car. Yeah, to go back and see the see the bodies. What? Did you know, Bundy helped them catch him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bundy's like, this is what I used to do. Just hang out in the woods. He'll probably show up. And damn sure it did. What the hell? I mean, what are you going back for? To, no uh, shit, like reliving to, re- yeah, to reliving relive the thing, and they, then and some of them dig them back up and corpse. Yeah, yeah. Bundy did that. Yeah, abused the corpse. Yeah, the corpse. Corpse. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But if and you then, said you wanted a part of this nightmare, so yeah, welcome, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, he 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 texts me today and he goes, "What pisses me off is they just treat her like a second class citizen." I'm like, "Welcome to the club." Hey, uh, cousin Johnny. Surprise, motherfucker. Here you are. <laughs> Welcome to the show. My um, name's Johnny, and it might be a sin. If you if you take a look to it, and we'll, what we talk about frequently on a lot of episodes, especially when we're, we're dealing with crimes and murder and things like that, and I know you guys do a mysterious bruise a whole lot, the FBI got involved in December. December the uh, – well, before that, June the 11th, uh, the, the police county actually uh, – uh, Suffolk County Police, they – gave a $25,000 reward leading to any of the arrests of any of these murders. Um, and then that's when um, they finally located Shannon Gilbert's remains uh, at Oak Beach, December the 11th, uh, 19 months after she disappeared. But what kills me, though, is we were talking about this. This is the same guy that comes out and says, okay, I know we found like four bodies, but I swear this ain't like a Jack the Ripper, somebody running around with yeah. blood dripping from a knife. It's Dude, like, it's like Jaws. five fucking bodies. Yeah, like, it's like, what is it like, Jaws, when it's like, oh, he's ate like seven people, but uh, the beach is fine. We're having a Memorial Day party. Put and the green got, flag out. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, fuck. She, um, the, the cause of her death was con- was contested. Yeah, because what did they say? That she drowned? Yes. Yeah. They said drowned. she drowned. drowned. Uh, it was face a, her up. murder was unsolved. She face, drowned face yeah. up. Face up. With a broken is hyoid, it, bone. Bone, hyoid bone in her neck. Which is usually conducive a brutal to strangulation. Manual strangulation. Yeah. But brutal. are they trying to say she just took off running and tripped? I guess. Hit her Ooh, head. Damn. Hit her, she, she hit her head, she broke fe- that she, broke She that fell bone. in bushes and broke that bone. But then rolled over and drowned. Yeah. Yeah. It was raining. Damn. 
There's a lot of variables in that in that uh, poor lady's demise. I don't think if I was absolutely fucked up out of my mind that I could come up with a storyline that would make this kind of sense. You can't. You can't. Most of these cases, you're like after you get through. And after we stop recording, you, we'll take the headsets off, and you'll be like, I could be drunk, naked with a machete in Florida. With a cowboy hat with on. With a cowboy hat on, and still not come up with this fucking story. Yeah. And what's sad is you sit here, and you want to really support these cops. You really want to be that first responder yeah. advocate that's all about them. No. But you really want to look at them and be like, y'all are fucking idiots. Well, if you get in, well, we'll get into it a little bit, too, because there's, there's some people might say that uh, one, of the, one of the police officers, the lead detective on this thing, he was actually... Uh, dismissed by the FBI when they got involved. Uh, and he actually uh, was sentenced to prison for 46 months for um, assault and conspiracy. Mr. James Burke, please he, uh, step forward. He was the one that said, ah, it's not like we got a serial killer out here or nothing. <laughs> you know, don't don't look this way. But uh, they got him for a civil rights violation. Yeah. It's like Capone. Really? Yeah. That's the only thing That's you can get him th- for? Yeah. He was known to have frequented uh, the ladies of the night, and he was brutal. He was he would he was super abusive to these ladies. They'd do like really bad things to him. God, he's got a hell of a comb over too. Look at that, man. <laughs> that's impressive. That's, that is impressive. That's some. Uh, he's got some product in that hair. Yeah, he does. But uh, he, the thing that got him, uh, he. They, they would they would even interview the prostitutes like later on and they were like oh yeah we frequented parties with him all the time and uh he would choke us like he would choke us or beat us or like humili- do humiliating things to us so he actually had got a bag of it was i don't know how, it was i don't know how much heroin it was he'd got it in an arrest or out of the evidence room or whatever and he paid uh, a guy uh to quote unquote steal the duffel bag of heroin from his patrol car which he would meet up with him later and get the get the drugs, and uh, he got the wrong bag, and the bag that he got was full of sex toys, duct tape, ball gags, uh, basically something to, to torture somebody with. And you just kept that in your car because you know. Well, yeah, they because said, I mean, I may need it. I mean, think about Bundy had his uh, he had his uh, kill kidnap kill kit, his kidnap bag in the car every time everywhere he went. Israel so. Keys had. Hid his kill kits all over the country. Yeah, he had them hid. You never knew when you needed that itch. He didn't know. Yeah, he, he didn't know where it was going. He traveled to. He traveled to wherever he, he was. He traveled from Alaska to New Hampshire and killed a couple up there. Had a kill kit. Had a pistol, duct tape, zip ties, rope, all in a five gallon bucket. He had buried. The one Fucking thing crazy. The one thing we did do when we this was a couple of years back. We went to Shit. the Alcatraz thing up at Pigeon Forge, and they had the Ted Bundy exhibit. Well, his Volkswagen was there. We saw that. And it had one of his kill kits there. It had the typewriter where he would he was you know he used a typewriter to uh, he was his own defend he defended himself in court. That always so, works out. I'm gonna defend myself, yeah. Judge. That's like uh, you saw how that worked out for Ted Bundy, didn't you? But uh, so all that stuff was there. But yeah, this guy was a sicko. Well, they got him. The New York Times reported that they had busted his ass earlier for having sex in his patrol car while in uniform. Yes. He yes. said, had the did he turn the lights on? Was this like a blue light special? Whoop, 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 whoop. He probably did. He probably did. Taser. <laughs> oh. Not the taser. Not the ta- anything but the taser. Um we uh, let me let me dig this up right here too. Uh well, while you're doing that, the touch on the doctor, it was Dr. Charles Peter Hackett. And he was previously employed as an emergency service doctor. Now, 
Hackett was the first person of interest because of what he did after the disappearance. He called Shannon's mother and said, quote, I run a home for wayward girls and then hung up. Why? And then they find out that Hackett not only did that, but he did it after he knew that Shannon was gone. So that's she's got to be one of his go-tos. Yes, that's that's the working theory. He says that he had never seen her before. However, when 48 Hours did an episode on this, they catch his ass changing his statement and said that he actually allowed her to call someone from his house. But that's also fishy as hell because she's got that 22-minute 911 call. And none of that's on there. She had that phone on the whole time. To the point where that to the part where they killed her. Guess what? He's moved to Fort Myers, Florida. Of course. Of course he did. Now the episode that I have pulled up that I was gonna read, uh unfortunately, Rolling Stone wants me to subscribe to their uh webpage, which is not gonna happen. So I'm I'm gonna have to let me dig a little bit, guys, and try to use copy that address and open up a new browser. Use that uh Edge, Microsoft Edge, and it may do it instead of the, your Google. Because if you change browsers, sometimes it don't it don't recognize it. Trust yeah. me, I, I know how to get away on a paywall or two. Let's um not sexually. So I'm just saying, I know a guy. This this Thank, guy. Thanks for well, this, do you guys who's got does Z-Man thing have have anything on John Bitroff? I do. He's the only man to be convicted under the investigation. What is he convicted of? They're saying that. He was convicted of murdering two prostitutes and suspected of murdering a third. And there is nothing going on behind them eyes. No, dude. He's checked out. Yeah. Yeah. He's already got That's one of those you look at. You just question whether there's a soul there. Yeah. He was a carpenter by profession and bit, bit fluff. Is that how you say it? Bit fluff? Because there's an bit, extra F. Bitroff. Kazunta. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they arrested his ass when his DNA was found on two homicide victims, Colleen McNamee and Rita Tangridi, whose bodies were found in 93 and 94. Later, it was revealed that he was also a suspect in at least one of the Lisk murders. So that's why I'm thinking you got two people. There's two people doing it. Because he's got those two under his belt, and then you got your 96 and your 97 victims. That, that fits right into his. Yeah, he's been sentenced to 50 years, but... He did plead not guilty in knowing anything about the Lisk, which they kind of tipped their hat there. I don't know why you would even. They they want to put it on him, though. They said he is likely responsible for the deaths of those other women, uh, the, the, the four. They want, you know. They released a picture of a leather belt with some weird-ass initials on it, and they're thinking that was left by the killer. But really, I don't think that's going to... I don't think that's anything. Yeah, I don't think that has anything to do with it. There was another guy that was... Was it used for strangulation, though? Maybe. I mean, it's possible. There was another guy, the the burlap guy. Yeah. James Bissett. The only reason he was in there because they found... Was it one or two remains? There's multiple. multiple, All of the first four were in burlap. burlap. And he was the main supplier of burlap in the Long Island area. Here's my thing. If they're using Backpage, if they're using Craigslist, the police could have got in there, found out who these ladies were meeting up with, run the IP address, and it would have took them right to the whoever was was paying for them. 
And you know, you got uh, well, uh, old buddy, the bodyguard, was in on it too. Oh like, yeah, he's he, getting he, his cut. He was. I mean, he was supplying them, supplying these people. Oh yeah, but but obviously, like okay, so Shannon obviously, like she hired this dude. He was the one that would drive her. I mean, this isn't the first time that he had. No, but that's but why, why it's it? crazy is because it's almost like he may have been paid some hush money. That's yes, exactly. yes, yes. I think he was supplying the women because he he didn't just drive her. He he was an he drove the escorts. Well, wherever so they he was tied to several of them. Yes. Before I forget, so they, he's like a delivery man. Yes, yes he's an yes. Uber. He's a middle. Wow. He's a middleman. I don't remember seeing this category on DoorDash. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. I'll tell you, it didn't show up late. If I ordered it, you better bet your ass, and, it, and it'd be wrong when it got there. So. She's not five foot six and redheaded. God dang it, you got my order wrong again. That's but you said that uh, most of the women were the same size. Yeah, they're I all mean, petite. It, it all it all screams a serial killer. So I they mean, had a type. Of it. Had a type. Yeah, there was a type for sure. Well, and here's the thing. Unfortunately, as cousin Johnny figured out. If you're going to be a serial killer and you're hunting escorts and prostitutes, I mean, it'll be, it could be months or years before they figure out you're missing. Yep. They'll and find your body before they know. Before they even know who you are. Yeah. Before I mean, anybody you're going to have you. several stacked up. Yeah. The only reason you're going to get caught is not because that's what you went after. It's because you had too many. And you talk about the trans, we, we talked about the transgender Asian guy. Yeah. Uh, he was we, between the ages of like. 17 and 20, 24. So, and he was found in a dress. That's why they assume he was transgender. So what we thought was he he might have got picked up and took there, and they thought it was a woman and found out it was not. They just shot him in the head. That was it. They didn't take time to – because that, that didn't get their, get their rocks off to, mm-hmm. to so do that, that to a man. Is that that Crocodile Dundee moment where you got to check and make sure? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's a sheeler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This Going back to the burlap guy, what here's what's crazy about the burlap guy. Before they can interrogate him, he puts one in his – Cranium. Yeah. In his car. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So hmm. either he knew. Did he get suicided? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, but you need to go back to uh, Bitroff too. He, um, he, he, I mean, it just, it's all these things like you had, um, you know, Jessica Taylor's torso and Valerie Mack, uh, her, their remains were three miles away from his home. Uh, he once reportedly cut a heart out of a deer after he had shot it and ate it raw in the woods. Well, I know a lot of stupid hillbilly people that do dumb shit like that too. So that don't make you a serial killer. It probably makes you a candidate to go get some penicillin. Uh, yeah, it does. after it's all over with. Well, um, I mean, eating a heart of a deer doesn't necessarily leap you to serial killer. Having a sexual fetish bag in your police car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a further link between, uh, Bitroff and the Long Island ser- serial killer case also was established when the adult daughter of Bitroff, uh, uh, the victim Rita, uh, Tangridi, is that, is that how we say her name? Yes. What she was reported best friends with, uh, Melissa, uh, Barth, was it, uh, Bartholomew. Yeah, Bartholomew. Uh, she was one of the first victims discover, discovered at the beach. Bartholomew's mother also reported that Melissa had lots of calls to uh, Manorville from her home at the time, which was where Bitroff lived. So, I mean, I think it's more than one person. I think it's a group of guys. Uh, it, it, as odd as it sounds, uh, I, I, I think I really do think it's more than one person. Well, I mean, there's obviously multiple players in on this. Yeah. 
even going back to what you said, I mean, Pac's getting paid. Yes. He, he's running the delivery service. Is that what you was looking for? Uh, yes, that was the one that I was trying to pull up. I had it pulled up, and then it like I guess it you get a little bit of time to read, get your you know get your uh, get interested, and they're like, oh, you need to pay for the subscription to this. I'm like, no, son, no, I don't, because yeah. Arlo will pull it up on his phone. They've got, uh, and that's it's on Burke. It's like it's it's a little information on Burke in there. It says in April 2022. They released some surveillance footage of Waterman in the lobby of a Holiday Inn Express in Hopage, New York, minutes before she left the motel. To be- police believe she rendezvoused with her killer. Yeah, that was the last known images of her. Yes, alive. Um, there's the belt. What's? I don't see the. You can. There's another thing on Burke too that uh, people had reported that uh, supposedly he had had a copy of a snuff film, like a true. Oh snuff yeah, film, I remember hearing that. And he watched it uh, with a group of people and laugh. It was laughing the whole time while it was on, like it was it was comical to him. But it was supposedly to be a legit snuff film. If you don't know what a snuff film is, uh, it's where somebody apparently has uh, they have sex with a person and they kill them while having sex with them in the video. And supposedly, have you ever seen 8mm? That's what that whole movie's about. Nicholas Cage. That might be one of Nicholas Cage's best movies. Seriously. That's true. Yeah. Maybe maybe the best movie. He's and it's reported that he was laughing. Like, yeah. Entertained. He, yeah. By entertained it. by it. Yeah. Yeah. It was not disturbed at all. He was, yeah, entertained by it. If you are interested in this, Reddit has its own thread on the Lisk killer. It is backslash Lisk Iller. Iller? Iller. So L I S killer. Yeah. So what's your take on it, cousin Johnny? You got more than one guy in this thing. You think it's a group of guys? You think it's one guy? Or I, you... I think it's a group of guys. I mean, I think that you had it. You have a valid point of what you said, and it's one of the things that I was thinking when I was just reading about Shannon Pock. I mean, this dude had to be tied into this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's he's comes in to these ladies saying, "Okay, well." This is what you do. I understand you don't know who your client is. Let me provide a little security for you. Let he's me be pimp. the bodyguard for yes, you. Yes, he is. A, he is. He, a pimp. He, he's a pimp. He's definitely a pimp. But he's not the one that's setting it up and setting the pay. Even though, from what I understand, they said that Shannon had to give him a quarter of her cut. Yep. Anything that she got, he got a quarter of it. And there's but no I, telling what he got paid by the. I mean, like I said, that area very, uh, very influential group of people. That is, I mean, these are upper. Echelon, which again checks into what you money. said. There are multiple people involved. You got one guy that's supplying it. I, I, that's yeah. just to me that just makes sense. And I actually think that the guy that they went to his house, what is his name? Whose house did they go to? Was it um, the John, the, the doctor, the or the the first one? The first one. The he wanted him out for, of his, Brewer. He Brewer wanted him out of his house. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Get out of my house." I I I think he whatever was going on. I don't think Brewer. Agreed with it. I think maybe he thought it was a good idea at the time and, and like bit down, bit down on it and like, yeah, okay, let's do this. And then he realized it is, I, I don't know. I think he, he got spooked and wanted everybody out of his house. Yeah. And then, so there's a, a massive party going on and then shit gets out of hand and some, all of a sudden an escort shows up and you're like, what the fuck is yeah, going on? And yeah. then you walk in, she freaks out cause she's been roofied or she yeah. sees something or they've yeah. asked her to do something. It's kind of like um, the equalizer when he walks in there and cuts that guy with his credit yeah. card. Yeah. Do you know her name? And so, I don't know, man. I, I Like I said, you can go both ways on this. 
You've got, um, I just don't think it's one guy because you're not going to bury a whole body after you have spread <sighs> remains throughout right. the area. I, I just want to say this, and it, people people may listen to this and they go, I mean, it's just, just crazy that a group of men would kidnap a prostitute and murder her or a, a series of women. I just want to tell you this. I just went to a men's retreat this weekend and had a gentleman get up and speak to us uh, talking about sex trafficking with kids. And I told Arlo this earlier. Um, they just went into a house in Atlanta about a month ago and rescued 11 kids ranging from the age of 15 to nine months old. Holy shit. The nine month old had a tracking device embedded into its heel and it had been raped so many times that it died at the hospital. So if you don't think people are evil enough to do these types of things, that 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 story got told to me this weekend, and uh, I don't know, man. It it's it's a sick world we live in, and I think the more money, and maybe it's not the more money, but it's the wrong people get unlimited amount of funds, however they get it, and uh, they just start God complex. Yeah, they start doing the most most egregious things to to. Any anybody, anything. it's the old book of about the greatest game. You've hunt, you hunt, and you hunt. Well, and now I'm going to hunt a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how do you get to that point where you are so desensitized that you would do that to a baby? That you would do that to a fucking baby. Yeah, you're born that. that you're, that's yeah, my argument. You, you're you born. Are, that, you're you are, born. You're born that way. Your wires are crossed. Or something's happened to you that's caused yes. you. Yes. Well, that goes. But that goes back to what you said before, though. You were saying that obviously Shannon probably was. Subjected to yeah. molestation. If you look something at, at an early age, that you look at all the signs this. there. Look at all the signs there. She's she fits the poster. So for, you're saying that whoever molested child. So whoever this was, obviously they were exposed to something that brought out the crazy in them. Yeah, because I mean you're all born with that light in the dark. You got to choose which one you chase. That's exactly right. So you get into that position where right. it brings that out, and you're like, oh shit, I kind of like this dark side. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's the old proverb you know there's two wolves inside of you which one do you feed and most humans feed the, the one right that likes one. taco bell yeah it's all all these people out there paying 49.99 for a damn colon cleanse y'all ever seen the dollar menu at taco bell that's all you gotta do thing, hit that, hey just do like i did last night and hit that fiesta veggie burrito and well, there uh, you go that's a that's an instant revenge the next day it's coming for you so uh gentlemen we'll we'll this case is open it's unsolved it's that we there's only speculation of, of, of people that may have or may not have done it. Some people's in jail for other things. Uh, our killer may be in jail over some silly, you know, parking ticket violation. You know, you don't know. But And that's what I'm trying to – that's what I was trying to allude to. There's a lot of people sitting on a third strike for something that's sitting on 20 years, and, hell, they've got bodies buried everywhere. Yeah. And the one thing, if you are interested in this, Discovery or ID, one of the Discovery ID channel has one, for sure. Um, it was a five or six part. Mm-hmm. It was one season. And they kind of cliffhang it like they were going to do a second season. But what they uncover is it could have been a long-haul trucker. That, too. And then that leads credence to you've got two people. You've got someone that heard about maybe dumping some bodies in that area and he's like hell why not and he and he goes through there mm-hmm. so and that's a whole other podcast about long haul truckers and kill boxes and shit like that yeah. so yeah 
Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you getting in here. It was a good one. Uh, Cousin Johnny, pop this cherry. <laughs> Enjoyed it, man. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that <laughs> up. I will say this. I will say this. Unfortunately, down the road, I do believe that they'll find more bodies in that area. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's not over. I don't think it's over. So No, it's not. And I think it goes back to what y'all said. It's probably something that got this person in jail, something just minuscule that Stand ended back up. biding their time. Yeah, and then when they get out, it's time to play again. Yeah. Because if you got that, that itch doesn't go away. No, no. Right before Ted Bundy went to jail forever, he went to Florida State and beat those women to death. Yeah. Like don't go into dorm room to dorm room. Yeah, with a, with a log. So, yeah, yeah. All right, gentlemen, that's going to do it. Y'all take care. Y'all be good to each other. Later.